Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Shannon Williams and I want to welcome you to KTF Podcast, Keeping the Faith Podcast. We are excited to have you guys join us today. Um, as always, uh, I got a couple of guys, cohorts, uh, folks, a couple of dudes here with me. On my left, we got B. Mizzle. What's up? What's up, America? And over here to my right, I do have our wonderful caramel color friend here. Hi. Introdu- introduce yourself. I'm uh, Pastor PBJ. What's happening? What's up? PBJ's in the house. Yeah. PBJ's in the house. All right. Praise God. All right. We have a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful uh, topic that we're going to talk about tonight. But before we do, we want you guys to please, I want you to subscribe, like, follow and as always we want you to share 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 the podcast with anybody and everybody get it out there amen amen this right here i promise you is going to be better than any show you watch tonight amen so you can turn your tv off you can get all of that stuff out uh and keep it right here at ktf podcast uh man we've seen so much blessings with this podcast so far uh we've had people contact us uh, we have people talk about how wonderful um, the subjects that we've already talked about and how interesting it is. So keeping it real. Yeah. You know, we're just we're just talking about defending the faith yep. and standing for truth. You know, this is this is what Amen. it's all about. But Amen. today's topic, we're going to jump right in because uh, we don't want to spend all night. But we just we do want to talk about it just a little bit. We want to talk about how do you know if you're a worldly Christian or not? How do you know if you are a worldly Christian or not? Okay. Come on. All right. How do you know? How do you know? And so we want to talk about a couple of things here. Um, Let's define it first. What does it mean to be worldly? What is the definition of worldly? Uh, Here we go. If you are devoted to temporary or temporal worldly things and the condition of neglecting spiritual things. So, okay, so if you're a worldly person, then you would hold tighter to the things of this world. You would hold tighter to money. You would hold uh, tighter to cars and houses and and things that are temporary. It's actually spiritual and worldly or like oil and water, you know? That, so so the spiritual side is the, the exact opposite. So yeah. being spiritual is the exact opposite of, of being, being worldly. worldly. Yes. Yeah. So the question is, I mean, can you be worldly and be called a Christian? That's a good question. That is a good question. Hmm. I mean, because the word Christian means what? It means to be Christ-like, Christ-like. right? Hmm. Christ-like. Christ was in the world, but he was not of the world. That's the mandate right. in Scripture, to be yeah. Of the world, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. That means that we are here, but we don't operate by their rules. We are citizens of a higher calling. Right. We are citizens of heaven. Therefore, the mandate comes, and the mandate is that we should be separate, that we should live a different kind of lifestyle. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you look like the world, act like the world, dress like the world, you know, then you're of the world. That's right. You know, yeah. where I came from, you know, they I used to always hear the saying, how many of you ever heard this? If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It is a duck. Chances are 
It's a duck. (laughs) So what should a Christian look like? What's some attributes? What's some characteristics they should have? Well, they should know when you walk into the room, say, here comes a follower of Jesus. Yeah. You know? How you carry yourself, your attitude. Okay. um, Your demeanor. um, Your, uh, the, the. Just your presence, essentially. I mean, um, man, you know, I I, I think uh, uh, the last place I used to work at, we had a new employee, and he came up to me, and he was talking to me. He happened to be a Muslim, and um, he didn't know me from anybody, never talked to him before or anything like that. And uh, we started just talking about work and stuff like that, and he stopped mid-sentence. And he's like, I didn't mention my faith, nothing. And he stopped mid-sentence. He's like, you're a Christian. Yeah, right yeah. off, and I was like, "Wow, wow!" It's like he he could he could tell. So so basically, you're saying that he he could see the fruit. Yes, that's right. Without yeah. having to say it, without I didn't, having to I talk didn't about to it. Do you bear fruit? That's the question. Well, that's I mean that's what we're supposed to do. The Bible says that they will know you by the fruit mm-hmm. that right. you bear, and so so the Christian man or the Christian woman. Uh, that lives a worldly lifestyle, and you know, if we if we take that concept and we and we think about it, it's um, we do see people that go to church, live worldly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. We got worldly churches. Yeah. They're more interested in skinny jeans, smoke screens. I Lattes, mean, smoke machines. You know, coffee bars. You know what? Well, yeah. The, you know, we we got a great uh, miniature Starbucks here in our church. <laughs> You know, we've got the latest and greatest technology. We got the big screens. We got all the technology. We got the fire and the flashes and all this stuff. But we got a, a six-year undefeated softball team. How can how can we win you over by by the worldly things, but give you the minimal gospel? Ooh, well, that's good. A church a church should present the gospel in a way that is uh, appealing, yeah. relevant, and powerful, that's so right. that men and women's lives can be changed. You know what I'm saying? I got. I'm looking here. It says, "Hello, everyone." He said, "So, does my dress code have anything to do with my Christianity?" That's uh, Bishop Rawlinson. That's what I'm seeing right there. All right, dress code. Can you dress worldly? Yes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. I heard somebody say one time. They said, "Listen, if you're getting dressed and you're trying, you're going to church." And you you have questions about what you're putting on, yeah. or if you constantly have to adjust what you're pu- putting on, like pulling it down, pulling it up, um, then chances are you don't need to wear that. You, you know, if True. there's any True. doubt, throw it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the last place uh, that you want to try to cause temptation, if it's a woman, try to cause temptation for a man is if you if you like wearing a low cut blouse or you're 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 you know, it's really hard to worship. I don't need my eyes wandering. Well, you know that's a that that's a that's a part of being worldly, and but it happens all the time. Oh yeah. Oh, I like it. This is cute. I want to wear it. Well, I think you know as the church evolves, you know we're not wearing tunics anymore. <laughs> that's you true. Know, we're not wearing. You don't see many suits and ties as you did in the seventies and eighties. Right. You know you see more blue jeans and and collared shirts or t shirts even. That's you, right. Your dress codes not. It's your relationship with Jesus. That's what matters. Well, you know, there's there's opposite ends of the spectrum. You've got people that dress a certain way, and it's, you know, I, I'll just use this term, scantily clad, Yeah. whatever. 
But then you got people over here that think that their dress code on this side, oh, if I wear the right suit, if I wear the right clothes, if I wear the right getup, then that makes me good. I'm, I'm right. As a matter of fact, there's been denominations that's made a major part of their doctrine is dress code. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it has become very legalistic. You have to wear this. And you, you know, if you're a woman, you have to wear a dress. Yeah, yeah. some of that ties yeah. I'm going to tell hair, you, there's sometimes that a woman should put a pair of pants on because a dress would be highly inappropriate for what <laughs> activity is being done. Yeah, yeah. But that legalism would, you know, say you're going to hell if, you, if a woman wears pants. Or a man, if you don't have a suit on, you can't preach in the pulpit. Let me tell you something. I, I know scoundrels that preach in, in suits. Mm. I know, I know slick-haired evangelists that have no care for the gospel, and they're doing it for money and filthy lucre, and they got a nice suit on, yeah. $3,000 yeah. suit on. So, the, so the dress code doesn't make you holy. Uh, it's about what's on the inside, but the inside should make you want to be modest if Jesus Christ is Agreed. in your life. Agreed. Yeah. I agree with that. Yep. Definitely. Okay. All right. So uh, let's jump on the next part. I want to go to the scripture right here. Worldly Christians. That's the subject we're talking about today. Um, Share with people. Let them know that we are here live now. All right. So here we go. It says, uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of our Father, but is of the world. Boom. Mm -hmm. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. We just just did uh, another podcast talking about uh, June being Pride Month. Pride is a sin. Pride is talked about as being bad in the Bible. And God resists the proud, the Bible says, but he gives grace to the humble. So pride of life, lust of the flesh, and lust of that. What is lust of the flesh? It just simply means I want stuff in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to satisfy that craving. Yeah. And, uh, and Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you want to be a disciple, you must deny yourself, take up the cross, and follow me. That's what the Bible says. And so we do have a condition in the, in the church where the church looks just like the world and nobody can tell the difference. Yeah. Mm. So when people walk in the door, there's no power, there's no authority, there's no Holy Spirit, there's no presence. It's just show. It's lights and camera and action. Club. It's like the church of Laodicea. He's out there. Nobody will let him in. Man, that's such a sad thing that people go to church and they do not even have uh, a chance to even meet with God because there's churches that are so worldly. They're so wrapped up in, 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 you know, getting that offering or getting you out of there on time or yeah, or, get, getting you in by you know gotta uh, we got to get you out yeah. by you know twelve o'clock. Or you're going to be mad at everybody. Yeah. You're going to be mad. Let me tell you something. You know the problem with the Laodicean church in the Bible. The word Laodicea. You know what that word translates in? That word translates in the people Laos. The people rule. The people have full say and control. And so what happens is is we're living in the church age of Laodicea right now. And so what we have is we got a group of people sitting in the congregation, and they are demanding and dictating to the preachers, the pastors, the deacons, and the elders, this is what you're going to do. And we got people that are falling for it. We got men in the pulpit that they are so afraid of their church. 
They're so afraid of their deacon board, and they're so afraid of the people. I'll lose tithers. I'll lose givers. I'll lose people in my church. They'll get canceled. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll get, get canceled. canceled in their own way. And if they, oh, if I don't preach, if I preach something that's controversial, uh, that means that means you're more attached to tithe money yeah. than you are Jesus. You know what? If you're more afraid of men and women than you are of God, you know, something's wrong because we should have a healthy fear of the Lord. We right. should fear right. God more than anything else ever. And so, you know, the worldliness has crept into the church and it is a it, it, it's more than an epidemic. You know, they want to say, you know, fentanyl is an epidemic that's coming, you know, it's coming into our country and all this stuff. Let me tell you, worldliness coming into our churches is yeah. an epidemic. Come on now, yeah. preach. And so we got to we got to be the standard. We got to step our game up. Right. We got to become salt and light. Right. You know what? Right. It's different than, than what the world is offering. You know what? The world has uh, lights. The world has smoke machines. Yeah. The world has, uh, you know, these crazy, man, I've been in some churches, and they got these things, they just move all around like the whole service, you know, and I'm like, my God, I can't even focus on the pastor over here preaching because the lights have got me distracted. Now, I have no problem with people dimming the lights during worship. I have no problem with accent lights and nice stage lights. I have no problem with all that. But if your church service looks just like the world, mm. The beats are just like the world, and there's no there's no difference. You're you're not sharing life. Listen, I have a major problem with that. That's right. Yeah, you you, man. I I, I think just walking like if if I walk into a church and it, it's the same atmosphere of when when I used to be in the world and go to the club. You've been to the club. I've been to the club. How many clubs you been? A few. Back a couple. In the day. <laughs> a few back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And. uh I mean, I, th- I mean, okay, not, not, not to not to make this sound bad. So we we went recently to the youth pastors conference in Tennessee. Okay, and uh, mega church. It's massive. They they have like twenty sanctuaries in there or something. It's it's huge. Wow. Um the light the light show alone was was mesmerizing. Like they they had all kinds of stuff. It's it was like I went to a metal uh, a metal show or something. Just lights, and they had fog and everything, and I'm like. The wor- okay. Now the worship was good. The worship was good. I enjoyed the worship, but they they just had so much going on, and I'm like, I, I don't I, I don't need all that. I don't need the extra. Just give me, give me the worship. That that's what I what I need. I don't. I need you know, I think stuff. it's okay for us to sometimes just to take all the layers off. Yeah. yeah. Like like you know, I've even been tempted. Like, well, let's just turn our screens off. Let's turn all the stuff off. Let's unplug everything, and let's just have a service where it's just acoustic. And it's just worship, and it's voices unto God. It's more into uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, because because people people think that that's what good church is. Good church is the bigger the screen, the bigger the production, <laughs> the bigger the stuff, the better it is. But I'm going to tell you right now, you know what I want in a church? It's a production. You know? I want the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, man. Listen, I want, I want the Holy Ghost to rock my world. I want the Holy Spirit to convict the sinner. I want the Holy Spirit to draw men and women to him. I want, I want that person that's sitting on the pew that's broken in their heart. I want healing to come into their heart. I want the power of God to touch them. Listen, I want the gospel to radically change their life. That's right. And when you do anything other than that, Christ and him crucified, the gospel of Jesus, when you start adding all this, uh, we have to have this, we have to, and you know what? I have to say this. 
I used to think we, I, I mean, a long time ago, I used to feel like, listen, we, we got to have this and, and we got to compete with this other type of church and we got to compete with these people over here. Yeah. You know what, man? Just be you. Amen. Be who God's called you to be. Simple gospel. Amen. Separate yourself. You know what? You don't have Just to recreate Jesus. the brand. Jesus is the brand. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the brand. Yeah. Us in Nicaragua. Remember that old rickety wooden chairs? Those people are praising oh, and man. mad. Let me tell you, the oh. American church is oh. far too American and not enough church. Mm. Worship and the praise gates for like of hell six hours. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. A lot of people think the gates of hell shall not prevail against my technology. The gates of hell shall not prevail against my beautiful backgrounds and my <laughs> and my LED walls. I mean, you know, it's like, no, that stuff. Let me tell you, you need spiritual authority and power. Listen, this is ministry. This is real life, and this is people. And the church, the last thing the church needs to do is to act like the world. Mm. All right? Mm. I got another scripture. Um, it's in the book of Galatians. But before we get there, I, wanna, I want one of you guys to share uh, what God's put on your heart real quick. Uh, I got um, Matthew 19, the rich young ruler. Mm. The young man said to him, all these things I've kept from my youth. So what do I still lack? And Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all, the, all that you have, give it to the poor, and you'll have treasures in heaven, and come follow me. Oh, no. That's the formula. Oh, no. You got to sell all your stuff? <laughs> That's terrible. Have you, have, have you guys ever had to lose stuff in your life? Tell me. Yeah. You guys ever had to, you ever had to give a truck back to the bank? Or mm. have you ever had to, you know, uh, Lose a house, lose a property, a do, business. Yeah, lose a business. I mean, have you ever lost anything in this mm. life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. In the scheme of eternity, what is what would that even matter? I know I've been there before. I've been there before. I've had lots of things in my life that. With you. Looking back, it's probably a blessing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But you know, I mean, this rich young ruler. What did he do? He got up and he walked he away from away. Jesus. He said, "You know what? I have so much stuff that I can't get rid of it." because it means so much to me. I, I remember one time there was a woman who was badly in bondage. She was in a lot of stuff, witchcraft and stuff. And so she came to me and she said these words. She said, Pastor Shannon, you know what? I'm tormented by these things, and but I'm a, I'm a good witch. Mm. And, uh, but, but you know what? I, 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 I cast good spells and, um, I, but I've got all these books and, uh, and I said, you need to get rid of all your books. If you've repented, and that you and you you know you're turning to Christ. You need to get rid of this junk. And she yeah. said, "But I've spent so much money, yeah, on this material." And or it, <coughs> my mama gave me these things. Oh man, you know these are heirlooms. What what if <laughs> God what if God showed up and said, "It's either me or those books. It's me or that heirloom. It's me or that thing." Right. Uh, you know, I remember a story out of Derek Prince's book where he said he he uh, received as an inheritance something from his grandfather. It was these tapestries of dragons oh, from yeah. China. Yeah, They're very this. expensive. And so he basically said the Holy Spirit spoke to him one day. Yeah. And he said, why do you have these tapestries on your wall? Ooh. And he said, well, they, they were a gift from my, from my, you know, I received them. They were my grandpa's. They're very expensive from China. He, he got it. And, and now I have it. And do you, know, do you know what the Holy Spirit said to him? You have a picture of my enemy on your wall. That, mm, and so you know what he did? He got rid of them, and he threw yeah. them away. He yeah. threw those things away, and he said, if it offends my God, 
then I will replace it and I will get rid of it. Amen. I don't want anything yeah. to do with it. And so I think that's where you got to be in your life. A worldly Christian, a worldly person says yes to their flesh all the time. That's right. And they will say no to the Holy Spirit often. Let me tell you something. This is very powerful and this is going to be in your face <coughs> right now. If you do not have the power, I'm speaking to you. You're watching this right now. I'm talking directly to you. If you do not have the power to tell yourself no, then you are not going to be able to walk the Christian walk at all. Mm. You have to be able to tell yourself no. Deny yourself. Jesus said, Crucify yourself. Follow me. Mm. Follow me. You must deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. I'm gay. Crucify that. I'm trans. Crucify that. Come on. Yes. That's right. Well, you know. I'm an alcoholic. Crucify that. That's right. You know, your flesh is not saved. That's right. You can't cast out the flesh. You cast out a demon, but you can't cast out the flesh. So what do you do with the flesh? You crucify the flesh. For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that lives within me. Man, I feel like preaching up in here. Glory to God. It is not I that lives within me. It is the Lord that lives in me. Romans 12, 1, what does it say? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you what? Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, which is your reasonable service. Ha! Well, we got a preacher back here. Come on. Hey, man, he's been memorizing scripture. Hey, I, was I, I, I was about to say that. that might be on he's been through the He's been through the minister's class. He's, he's got his 20 scriptures down. Yeah. And so so uh, a worldly Christian will not witness to people. A worldly c- Christian will blend in with every, everybody else, including the sinners. Mm. There's no difference. You can't tell the difference. But here, here's, here's, here's three ways. We come up with three ways. that you. How do you know if you're worldly or not? How do you know if you're worldly or not? If you're watching and say, well, could I be worldly? Could I be that person? Here you go. If you still love worldly things more than you love God. If you will hold on to something of the world more than you are willing to go forward in God, then then you are worldly. Okay? Number two, if you are materialistic, yep. if you're materialistic, then guess what? You're worldly. If you hold on to things, stuff, you gotta it's get temporary. Them new rims. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put the bling, the bling, bling. You know, you, you won't even put $10 in an offering plate. Ooh, but, come on, come but on. you'll spend $850 on a truck payment. Mm. Ooh, I bet you got to have the newest mm. the newest iPhone. Uh, I got to have the newest I gotta iPhone. Go, I got to go pay $1,000 so I can get the new gaming system. Mm. Yep. I'm going to play these video games. Yep. I'm not going to read my Bible. Come on. Mm. I'm gonna Come buy on. me a new boat, but I'm not Come gonna. On. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pray for people. I gotta get the new rifle, you know. Ooh, oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, that's big down here. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, I mean, guns are. Uh, I mean, you know, pew, guns pew. are worldly, but you know, yeah. w- it is part of the Second Amendment. But you, I think you can go too far with anything. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, what do you spend your money on, and you'll find out how worldly there you are. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Sure. Let, let, let's let's go check your tithe. What, what's let's your check, biggest? Let's out- check your tithing record right. versus your um, vacation money uh, mm-hmm. budget. Yeah. Let's check how much you gave to the church last year versus how much you spent on your 
cars or your house or your food or yeah i mean it's just you know and that's not even uh, that's not even what it's all about it's just you know it, it but that would be an indicator of looking at your budget and saying wh- where do i spend my money because the bible says lay up your treasure in heavenly places are you giving to yeah. god or are you giving to the world hey listen ford motor credit uh you make an offering to them <coughs> go buy your truck you gonna make an <laughs> offering to them <laughs> It's it's With an interest. In, it's an involuntary <laughs> offering, but you're giving it. Go ahead and buy right. that new fancy Raptor. Yeah, get yeah. you a get you a thousand dollar truck payment. <laughs> you know what? And then people say, "Well, you know, I, I can't do this, and I can't do this for God. I can't, I can't." Well, now know, I got to work a second job to to do all you know to pay got, for that. Truck. I got so much debt, and you know what? I, can, I work on Sundays, you know, Pastor. I'm sorry, but I got to work. Well, what you got to work for? I got you know. Oh, I got a. We got a comment here. <laughs> you got a comment here from a man named Richard Savvy. Said I feel like I don't have to pay to have God own my life. I don't think that we said that. We didn't say that at all. Mm-mm. No. Nobody said you have to pay, but I can tell you right now, the first person that usually gets up and comments stuff about that, they usually feel convicted about it. Mm, Come on. Because I don't feel convicted about what I what I give. No, I freely give. I mean, I but but give. you know what? If you love money. And you love money so much, the Bible says that that is your master. Right. And you know what? Jesus Christ is free. Salvation is free. And What's just so you know, I'm not taking an offering, and I'm not asking you for a dollar today. What's the big misconception? But I'm telling you right now, if you would, if you would not give $10 to Jesus in the kingdom of God and the establishment of his organization, but you'll spend $80 on something frivolous, uh, you know, for 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 something or uh, you know that you want to do, then something's going on. You know, yeah. something's off. Yeah. If you can flip out hundred dollar bills over there at the <coughs> uh, uh, you know at the Walmart or you know at your favorite uh, store or on a new suit, but you know you you know you can't give two dollars five dollars in an offering. Something's wrong. I yeah. think I think that that's indicative of of your uh you know your uh. You lean to you lean to the world more than you lean to God. Yeah, you know that's right. I mean, money is not everything. Money is not moral or immoral, but you know what? It's new. What you spend your money on is indicative of what you desire in your life. That's right. I think what a lot of a lot of people say too is the the love of money, or they'll say the money is the root of all evil. Yeah, the, yeah. They say the money is the root. No, that's uh, the, that's the not what love, the Bible actually says. The love. The love of money is the root of all yeah, evil. That's where people get married. Yeah, but people want to say that you know they, they they want to get on this thing and they'll say, hey, you know, you know, uh, churches are all about money. Yeah, that's all. That's churches all are all about. Them. I don't go to church because churches are all about the money. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let, let's just let's just let's just get real. Uh, you're you're not going to have a church very long if you don't have some of it. Right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, just get up and say, listen, uh, we don't we don't receive any offerings. We we don't receive any donations. Uh, you just come in and. We're just going to believe the angels are going to come in <laughs> and take care of the power and take care of this property and take care. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's impossible. Yeah. It's about anything that, that's worth something is going to cost. And we tell, people, we tell people that go to our church, this is what we tell. In our new members class, this is what we say. Listen, uh, you don't have to tithe to go to this church, but if you would like for this church to be here next week when you show up, it might be a good thing to support it this week Excellent. somehow, some way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we don't ever ask for money. <laughs> he, nah, nah, he don't know nah, us. No, nah, we don't ask for money. But that's you know that's what I'm saying. But but money is a part of the world system, you know. Yeah. And that and that's what it takes, you know. Right. So 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 what's another way that you might know that you're worldly? 
Um, if your life has the same fruit in it, rotten fruit, as people who are in the world. Mm-hmm. If people taste of your fruit and the fruit tastes, looks, smells, if and you, it's just like everybody yeah, else. You don't yeah. look any different than a heathen. Let me tell you something. I was 16 years old. I went to a church. I saw a bunch of young people worshiping and praising God. I went after work. I got invited to go to this youth rally, the youth choir singing, and I showed up. And these people were excited about Jesus, man. Let me tell you, they had fire and passion. And I grew up Baptist. I had no idea what in the world was going on. But I knew that those people that were singing and worshiping and praising God, they had something I didn't. Something different. Something different. They had something I wanted. And, you know, yeah. I have people, they tell man, I went to a Pentecostal church, and you know what happened to me? I got scared, and I start, I, I, said, I ran out of there. I did not, <laughs> I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do anything. I, I, I was scared they was going to pull the snakes out. I was oh, the opposite. Man. I said, what do I need to do to join in? Mm, right. I want to get in this wave. I want to, and that's what happened to me. The yeah. Holy Ghost didn't scare me a bit. Amen. Holy Ghost, I was all in it. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because they had something that I did not have. And, and I it wanted it. It was genuine. It was. Yeah. I got a, got a scripture here. It's Revelation uh, 3. Revelation Go for it. Three. Let's hear it. Um, verse 15. I know thy works. Thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then because thou were lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, you, you can't be on both sides of the fence. You can't. You can't, you can't say, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be a believer, a follower of God, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to church. And then you're saying, you know what, I'm going to go uh, live like hell. I, mm. you, you can't. That's right. You can't. That's right. It's, it's not going to happen. Say. It's Choose not going to happen. who you're going to serve. Choose you this day. Hallelujah. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That means Amen. you got to draw a line in the sand. There's got to be a line drawn. And you got to cho- world and, you got to choose. God. But the choice is yours. Right. But you know who was you know who was uh who was speaking that in Revelation? Who was it? Jesus. Right. He said, right. "Listen, I would rather you I'd rather you be hot or cold. I'd rather you pick Tell a side. Me. I'd rather you be on fire for God or just go the other direction than be right in the middle." You ever yeah. drink lukewarm water? And be lukewarm. No, 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 no. No, let's let's do this one. It's even better. Because <laughs> okay. I have drank. I just drank a bottle of lukewarm water right here before the podcast started. What's, what's, what's worse? Lukewarm coffee. Ooh. I don't drink coffee. Nasty. Well, then, Nasty. then we're not talking to you anymore. Okay. <laughs> lukewarm coffee, Mizell. Nasty. Hey, we got a we got a, a brother on here, David Harrison, DR Harrison, <coughs> minister, reverend, uh, does all kind of traveling. And all over the world, uh, powerful evangelist. Um, he's on here with us. Love you, bro, and love the show. Thank you so much for joining awesome, us. Awesome. One of these days, yeah. God willing, we're going to have you on the show with us, Praise and him. we'll talk all about what Hallelujah. God's been doing in your life. Listen, yeah. he he's been he's been in tents and he's been doing tent revivals. He's he's seen thousands and thousands of people get saved. Wow, wow, yeah. Yeah, we got John in here over here going, man, I love his content. <laughs> I love his stuff. It's good stuff. Hey, man, that's powerful. Um, but you know what? Let's talk about uh, con- contagion. You know what? If, 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 if somebody's worldly and they, and, and, and they are hanging around worldly people, you know, that's going to rub off on each other. And if right. somebody comes around their, their, their life that wants to be on fire for God, 
then slowly that's going to creep into their life. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be it's, it's contagious. Right. Go to the right. beach and not read your Bible for a week. And see what happens. And see what happens. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay, so if you if you look at it this way, you know what? If you take someone that's lukewarm and you put them around five people that are on fire for God and they're not worldly and they pray, they fast, they are the real deal Christians. Yeah. What's going to happen? Those five people are going to pull that person in. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you take yourself and if you're trying to be a good godly person and you're constantly hanging around the world, listen, we got a saying from where we come from. If you lay down with the dogs, you're going to wake up with fleas. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just how it goes. I mean, who you hang around is 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 going to affect you. Yeah. Right. And so you right. can't there has to be a space of separation. You have to have a space of sanctification in a believer's life. You get saved, you don't go back to the same bar you just got delivered in, from drinking mm. and go and try to witness to people. Come on, right. man. You're going, you're going to mess yourself up. That's right. You better get some time alone with Jesus. Right. And get that thing sanctified and get filled up. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so, and so we, got, we got another thing that we want to share. And, um, and uh, that, this, is, this is very popular. Is um it's in, it's in Satan 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 Bible it's in the Satanic Creed Ooh. oh yeah it, it's all about what Lucifer says and and um let me tell you something this has crept into the church Ooh. and a lot of music too that's right it's yeah, it's all over the place and oh, you know man. what as a matter of fact it's even in the advertising of all kind of stuff in America right. mm. everything oh, and you know what it is this is it this is it do your own will do as I wilt. That's exactly what the motto of of Luciferians are. Do as thou wilt. Who's what's the rapper? Um, Jay Z. Jay Z. Jay Z's got a uh, uh, what is it? A clothing line. Do as thou wilt. Yeah. Do as it. thou wilt is what I've seen pull, a picture of him. Pull that up. Like and an it says, of it or "Do as thou wilt." Really? Oh, yeah. Man, it, and so I'm like over here. That's Anton Lavey. He's He's one of the ones that helped coin that phrase. Listen, you, yeah. you're going to live for the devil. Do, mm-hmm. You know what? You're really not living for the devil. You're living for self. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's right. So the devil wants you to live for yourself so you'll fulfill the desires of the flesh so you'll come to ruin. It's idolatry. You'll, that's right. I you idolize what? somebody else or I idolize myself. All right. So while we're, while, we're gonna, while we're looking at that, listen, I just want to say this. Listen, as a Christian, as a Christian, you have to tell yourself no. I had a brother come up to me, and this is what he said. I want you to know, I want to have a good life. I want to, I want to live a good, holy life. I want to be on fire for God. I want to be like this person in, that I've seen as an example in my life. And so I started asking him some questions. I said, how, how often do you read your Bible? None. How often do you pray? None. I said, how often? The Holy Spirit spoke to me at that point. And I said, how often do you tell yourself no? He said, I never tell my flesh no. Mm. And I said, let me tell you something. This is a recipe for disaster. Bad Bad things are going to come if you never have the ability to tell you no. (coughs) Fasting is about telling yourself no. Praying is about telling your flesh no. Because your flesh always wants to do something else, it seems like, when it comes time to pray. That's right. Your flesh is worldly. Your flesh never gets saved. That's right. Ever. I had had an 80-year-old man said, you... You don't believe that uh you don't believe that my eighty year old eyes can't lust? Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Well, I, I guess I hadn't thought about it like that. I, he said, But yeah, he said, No, it's true. All right, here we go. Let's look at Galatians chapter five. Okay, so it says, Now these are the works of the flesh. Uh adultery, fornication, 
uncleanness, lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is a desire for the for the forbidden. I want I want what I can't have. Idolatry, worshiping idols, witchcraft. That word witchcraft turns into the word pharmakia, where we get our modern day word pharmacy, which is medication. So these are works of the flesh, drugs, medicines. I listen. Some of you got legalized drug dealers. That's right. Facts. And they're called pharmacists and doctors. Mm. All right. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings. That's rioting. Mm. Mm. Anytime you got people that is rioting, throwing bricks through <coughs> windows and burning buildings down, and people want to say this is expression of, of free speech and assembly. No, this is rioting, and that's what that's what this word means. That's right. So all of these are works of the flesh, and any temptation that Satan brings against you, I promise you, it's going to try to hit a work of the flesh because mm. your, your flesh will lead you down destruction. Mm. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof is destruction, destruction. and death. That's right. right. But here's the fruit of the Spirit. So how do you know if you're worldly or a Christian? Let's look at the fruit. Let's see if you got any. So we're <laughs> going to read it so you can check it off the list to see if you got any. All right, so here it is. But the fruit of the Spirit is, number one, love. Do you have any love in you? Joy. Peace. Joy, joy, joy. Long-suffering. Listen. I'm going to tell you my definition of long-suffering. You have the ability to suffer long. (laughs) You got patience. You can go through stuff. Amen. Gentleness. Gentleness. Goodness. There's goodness in you. Right? Faith. Mm. Meekness. Temperance. Against such there is no law. He's basically saying here, there's no law against any of these. The That's Bible right. doesn't speak against any of these because this wow. is actually born of God. That's right. And so, so the only the only yeah. law that comes is for things that we should not be doing, things that are forbidden, things that are wrong. Yeah. That's right. And let let's just talk real quick about about what the laws of God are. When God sent Moses on the mountain, Exodus chapter twenty talks about he he had the law of God. Mm-hmm. So he was on the mountain and he got these tablets and the Lord himself wrote on these tablets. And what did he write? He come to find out this is what we later know as the 10, Ten commandments. commandments, right? So the 10 <coughs> commandments come, but the commandments are from God. So when God says thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not, you know, uh, uh, covet, uh, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make into thee any graven image. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Right. Uh, honor thy father and mother. All of these are what he is saying. Listen, these are guardrails in your life. That's what right. he's really saying. Mm-hmm. Follow them. Yeah. Follow them. Why? Be- why? Because what's on the other side of the guardrail that he's keeping you from is a cliff that leads mm-hmm. to death and pain. Right. And so when God says don't, he's really saying this. Don't. Hurt yourself. That's right. Yeah. See, people want to say God is a killjoy. Yeah, he's not. He's not a bully or uh, a mean guy. God's a party pooper. Yeah, party pooper. That's a good one. I mean, he's trying to keep you within the rails. You know. What kind of God doesn't want me to have fun? (laughs) Uh, Well, let me tell you something. After lives are destroyed, pain comes. You realize that the Bible is correct. That's right. Sin is fun. For a, a season. season. That's right. Mm. Listen, that, that fun runs runs out. Yeah. I remember John's testimony. He was talking about uh, getting saved on the side of the road and, 
and John's our producer, and he let me tell you something. I just want you to know, like, I think he rattled off every sin that you could think of, and he was like, I was doing this and this and this and this and this and this, and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I was, I hated it, but, but I needed the light and I needed salvation. Yeah. But see, yeah. isn't, that, isn't that what it is? Like, sometimes you just got to get so sick of the sin that's going on in your life that you finally are that's ready to right. find mm-hmm. the truth. Yeah. You're finally ready to see the answer. Look at God. And you know what? God can even take the worst of the worst and turn it into a testimony of his grace. You know, people want to say, oh, man, you used to do that. You used to be this person. You used to blah, blah, blah. And we could name any sin that you want to name and put it in there. And you know what? If you are saved by the grace of God, you can say, (coughs) praise Praise God. God. Praise God. He delivered me (laughs) Amen. I used to do it. And I don't know more. That's Amen. right. You know what? God's a big God enough. He can pick me up out of my <laughs> dark, right. dark, dark yep. place yep. and bring That's me good. into a place of refuge and strength. That's the grace yeah, of God. That's it. And God, listen, God sets us free so we don't have to go back in it. Praise God. Amen. And you know what? If you have trouble, let me say this. If you're having trouble with something, man, you struggle. And I'm, listen, I'm not even judging you. I mean, I struggle with cigarettes, man. I struggle with pornography. I struggle, I struggle with anger. I struggle with, with rage. I, you know, I struggle with, with, um, you know, my identity and where I'm at. Listen, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I believe you are demonized. Mm. Mm. I believe that you have a demonic stronghold that is set up in your life. Listen, if you crucified your flesh, you've prayed, you sought after God, you fasted, you went to church, you're reading your Bible, Come you on. go to the Bible study, yeah. you're going to the small groups, you're doing everything that you can do. Yeah. And you still find yourself being pulled and drugged back in. Let me tell you something. It's not just your flesh Stronghold. Anymore. You got a demonic presence in yeah. your life. There is a demonic thing that has come upon your flesh, and it, is dra- it, it wants to drag you back in, and you need deliverance. That's right. You need the demon to be cast out. Amen. Man, I ain't got no help. That, in this is, that does not make you a bad person or a a, a bad Christian because no, you sir. need that. No, sir. That's, that's the blessings of the Lord that, that is available for you. Jesus came to establish his ministry, and when he established his ministry, he built it upon three real big things, preaching the gospel, healing the sick, and casting out demons. That's right. So it's a part of his salvation. Listen, when he said, who the son is set free is free indeed. That's in every area. That's in every part. And even the word salvation means salvation. It means wholeness. Nothing broken and nothing missing. And that's what the power of God does. It will take your broken pieces and put you back together and heal you. And to the point where you don't even see the brokenness anymore. That's right. Nothing broken, nothing missing. Because guess what? If you're still hurting, you know what's going to happen? You're going to hurt others. Mm. Right. Right. Hurt people, hurt people. hurt right. others. Yeah, Hurting people hurt people. And so we need to stop that cycle, and we need to get it fixed. And when, listen, if you're a worldly person, listen, repent. Get right with God. Get out of that lukewarm behavior. Listen, stop riding the fence. Find a church. Listen, it ain't the church's fault that you don't have a right relationship with God. It's your fault. Come on. Mm, if come you on. find yourself come on. far away from God, God is not the one that moved away from you. Ooh, come on. You stepped away from God, yep. and it's time we take ownership of that, and we say, listen, I'm not going to let other people dictate my relationship with God. That's you're going right. to stand before God on Judgment Day, and what are you going to say? Um, that church hurt me yeah. um, 28 years ago. It's they're full of hypocrites. <laughs> that, that, you know, that pastor hurt me, or the, you know what? This person talked about mm-hmm. me when I was trying to be a good Christian. 
Join the club. We got jackets. Right. Yeah. Forgive Amen. and move on. Amen. Forgive and move on. In the name of Jesus. Still go to McDonald's. Huh? Still go to McDonald's. Oh, if they, they mess up your order. Oh, they mess up your order. You still go still back. Still go to McDonald's. Church is the only place that people say they get hurt and they never go back. Right. I don't, I don't right. get it. You get a bad meal, you get a bad experience at uh, Chili's restaurant. Yeah. You, you you don't say I'm never going out to eat again. Mm. Right. You know, yeah, that's not the right. words that come out of your mouth. Yeah. Yep, we're just not going back there. Right, right. We'll go find. You know, else. that's right. If if you don't like the prices at one store, you you go find yeah. another one. Shop around. Yeah, you don't say I'm I, I'm gonna now I'm going home. I'm gonna grow all my own vegetables. <laughs> yeah. I'm not buying fruit anywhere else again because that fruit was so high, it was expensive, and it wasn't. It didn't even look good. Well, at least go home and get in your Bible and learn for yourself. <laughs> if you're going to be that person, you know. That's right. And so here's the deal. You know what? There's a choice to be made. Yeah. And Christians need to step up to the plate. I just want to say this: if you're going to have the title of Christian, you better bring it. Amen. Amen. Bring it. Amen. Stop making the real ones look bad. Facts. <laughs> I'm, Say it again for the people in the back. Yeah, I'm, listen, I'm tired of people saying, "Yeah, that man, I used to work with a guy, and he was a Christian, and he blah, 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 and he said this about, and he blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, listen, uh, I, I, he probably really wasn't one. Yeah. And I don't even like the term Christian anymore anyway because it's oh, so overused. Yes. Yeah. It's worn out like an old record. You know what I want to say? I just want to use the word, are you a disciple? Oh. Ooh. I like saying follower or believer in Jesus. Well, that's what a disciple is. Yeah, it's a follower. Some that means be like, that means where he that. that means where yeah. he goes. That's right. You're gonna follow. That's what that means, right? That's right. Yeah. And so, so we got the works of the flesh. We got the works of God. The Bible says this: fulfill. You need to follow after the Spirit and not the flesh, that you may fulfill not your flesh, but the will of the Spirit. Amen. We must follow after the walk Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. That's yeah. right. Go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you walk after. You follow. That's right. Amen. Praise Flesh God. Flesh will lead you to destruction. Every single time. Every time. Get in your Bible. Every time. Good fruit. That's right. All right, guys. Um, this kind of wraps up what we're talking about today, and we, uh, we appreciate you guys joining in with us. Um, what we're going to do is um, – if you guys have any question talking uh, that refers to uh, worldly Christians or what worldly Christians look like, um, lay it up here right now, and we will we will talk about it. Uh, you got one minute. You got one minute before we close this thing up tonight. Um, this is the Keeping the Faith podcast. I'm Pastor Shannon Williams, uh, and we are we are enjoying spending time with you tonight. We do want to give you a plug about some stuff we do have a uh youtube page it's ktf podcast you can search us up um on youtube and also you can actually go um to our facebook page our facebook page also is ktf podcast amen and so we want to send you there and so you can go watch other videos you can other, go watch other podcasts and so we're trying some new stuff you know what we're just we're, real people trying to keep god real to you you know well you know we want to talk about stuff that really matters that's right nothing uh, you know not nothing uh nothing out of the way and nothing what's going to help people. you today you know right. we could we could talk about the uh book of proverbs till you blue in the face but what does what can we help you with today you know that's right and so uh do we got a we got an email john do we have an email 
It is, it is contact at keepthefaith.com. Oh, no, no, no. Contact at ktfpodcast.com. All right. And so he, we're, we're loading up links in here. Launch this thing. That's right. Listen, we're, we're launching this. And when I say launch, get it out there. We're launching like a rocket. Amen. Get it out there. All right. We got one question from Absolute Truth Is the Bible app on your phone worldly? All right. I'm, we're just going to, we're just going to, okay. No, 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 no. I want you to go first. I want you to go first. Go for it. Which one? I got four of them. I got four of them. I got four of them. Okay. No. Okay. No. So your answer is what? No. No. All right. What's no, your answer? Absolutely not. No. It's just so a, no. It's just the Bible in digital form yeah. on your phone. It's your lightsaber. And I would have to agree. I don't get into all the. Um, I use it for Bible, but I don't get into all the you know devotional type stuff that they got on there but I, I would have to agree with you guys and say no that if you got a bible app and you read your bible on your technology on your phone or device that you're not that, that's not wrong you're not breaking god's laws right. and you're right. you're not you're not going you're against his will you know the word of god is the word of god the bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god that's right and so you know sometimes i will put stuff on and i'll just let it just process yeah. in my brain yeah. And I will listen to it. And that little man on the apps reading the Bible to me. Yeah. yeah. It's man, I tell you, I wish I wish we had this stuff when this technology when I was first saved. I do wish they'd change his voice though. Oh, you got that strong Which one? What? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. No, no, no. no that's no, no, the no. best. That's the good one. <laughs> that's the yeah. Oh, that's the good one. James man. Earl Jones. Right? <laughs> James Earl Jones. It is uh, uh Darth Vader reading the Bible to you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> James Earl Jones, if you if, if you're in, out there in the you, beginning, can you do it? I'm telling you, man. You know, I really I love these things. I love these things, and um, I have no problem with them whatsoever. And I'm almost certain the Holy Spirit would not be mad at you for yeah, reading the Bible yeah, on a phone. Yeah, right. you're fine. Yeah, you're <laughs> Amen. All right, thank you guys for uh, for the questions. And uh, listen, if you're a worldly Christian, here is um, here is the remedy: repent. Turn to God. Repent, turn back to Christ, yes. and let Him do something uh, in your life. Amen. 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 And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this: if you can't sacrifice something worldly for Him, mm -hmm. then you need to check your relationship. Yes. You must give up something in order Ooh. to follow Him. <laughs> so you can't get it all and be a Christian. And this, hang on to the world. Yeah, this it ain't gonna happen. This prosperity gospel stuff has ruined people. Oh, mm. I'm a Christian, and I therefore I get the boat and the house and the jacuzzi and the pool and everything else, all the stuff that goes in with Less it. The Gulf Stream yeah, yeah. jet. Yeah, you know, Less I, of me, more of him. Listen, the gospel of Jesus Christ is way more simple and a lot less complicated than the church wants to make it out to be. That's yeah. right. All right. Yep. Praise. All God. right. Well, praise the Lord. Listen, go plug us and and check us out on all these other. Um, platforms we appreciate you god bless you we love you i'm pastor shannon reminding you to do what keep the faith all the way to the finish line this is ktf podcast praise god peace out